Welcome back to another episode of Ecumenical. My name is Peter Holm, and today we're going to talk about fear. Now, before we get started, I'm going to ask you all, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure that if you like the video, smash the like button. Make sure to throw comments down below if that helps you, because I'm happy to answer them. We'll get more topic ideas. We love the engagement, and that way then more people get all the details they need on the Catholic faith and our Christian religion. These are all good things. So, fear. Why do I want to talk about fear? Right now, we kind of live in a world that is really saturated in fear. Everyone is scared of stuff right now. It's really weird. And thankfully, from a scriptural standpoint, so Christianity, we address fear a lot. It's a topic we see here and there, and really, you see it in the Old Testament, New Testament, all the other places. Every single angel who's good shows up and says, fear not, right? So we know that fear is a big thing. So what do we do? What does it have anything to do with us today? How does this impact you and me? So we see, as I was just saying, fear everywhere. So whether it's, hey, watch out for this food. Hey, this other thing could be killing you. News at 11. Or we get to see these doctors going on and talking about all the stuff we should be scared of. Or we see talking heads and, hey, the economy is going to crash. Or just keep going. War in this country. And all these things that could impact you. You have no idea whether or not it's going to do anything today or tomorrow or I don't know, maybe while you sleep. Okay, let's get over this this fear mongering, right? This isn't helping us or anyone in the world who are suffering from these types of fear-inducing activities. Because my problem here is that all these fears that are being induced wherever, whoever, they are not talking about what really matters. Because my question to you all would be, can you still be saved if, say, I don't know, you lose all your money and you lose your job and you end up dying in abject poverty alone? Can you still get to heaven? Yeah. So even if you were sick and there was a volcano eruption and there was a war and there was et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? All the things they tell you to be scared of. Can you still be saved after all that? Yes. So now the question becomes, are we focusing on the right things? So let's go and look at what scripture says, right? In Job 28, 28, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. In Sirach 134, for the fear of the Lord is wisdom and discipline and that which is agreeable to him. Apocalypse 14, 7, fear the Lord and give him honor because the hour of his judgment has come. And adore ye him that made heaven and earth, the sea and the fountains of waters. Psalm 2.11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And Paul repeats this in Philippians 2.12 when he says, we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And Peter, 1 Peter 2.17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. So I'm giving you guys a hint. What do you think that hint is? We really should only be fearing God in his glory, right? We're not hearing anything in scripture that says, hey, you should be really scared of, of, you know, random tsunamis. You should be really scared of locusts. You should be really scared of other men and their random powers over whatever governments and et cetera, et cetera. Did they say fear any of those people? No, we're not fearing microorganisms or joblessness or temporal poverty or pain or even death. None of these things. 
Because what does Jesus tell us in the gospel, right? Fear ye not them that kill the body and are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that can destroy both soul and body in hell. Because hell is something to be scared of at some level, right? You shouldn't be trivializing the things that are eternal that God has assembled that man can't actually make better or worse because God's already said, no, hell's terrible. It's always going to be terrible. And if you don't want to be with me, you can go to hell. That's bad, right? God has the awful power of being able to keep the hellfires lit and making sure that all of us who don't want to follow him will go there. He has power that deserves a lot of respect. And we need to focus on the difference between filial fear and that simple fear. So you and I should not be scared of God because he's terrible. We're worried that he's just going to snuff us out in an instant because he feels like it. Because God is just. He's not going to do something that's unjust, like destroy us for no reason. However, if we cross him, we've now done something that is unjust to him, and justice now mandates punishment, right? We understand that. But the filial fear is us saying, hey, I want God to be happy with me, and I love him as a father. And because I love him as a father and a king and my chief priest who's guiding me morally, I care about making sure that he looks at me and says, yes, you are one of my workers of good. You have done what I asked you to do, you faithful and loyal servant. That's what I want him to say, right? If I care about him enough that I want to see him happy with me, now we're talking about a filial love and a filial concern for, I don't want to let him down. I don't want to fail him. I'm not scared of my wife whenever I go and do things wrong. What I'm scared of is doing things that I don't want to like it's again, it's the filial fear. I don't want to offend. I don't want her to be let down and look at me and be like, what did you do? You idiot. Like we don't want that to have happen. So we want to go and try and live, you know, as high as we can with as much grace as possible and do the good that God has given us the capacity to do. Right. We are looking at a situation in this world where most people do not want to serve our Lord. They do not want to follow his morality. Where from a Christian standpoint, as everything starts to come apart, this is the time of all times where you and I need to look at how we bend the knee to Christ the King. How do we serve him the way he asks us to behave, that to do the things that he's told us we have to do? We have the obligation at this point to be courageous against those who don't have Jesus Christ as their sovereign king. To do this? We shouldn't be watching all the freaking news stations that are out there, local news or the cable news, because they're all set up as pieces of, we'll just say propaganda, designed to steer you away from Jesus Christ. They're not helping you get closer to Jesus Christ. No matter what they give you in terms of information on that screen, it's not going to clarify and get you into a better place with him because all of it is geared towards the temporal and the godless. That's just where we're at. These pieces of information that don't align to our Lord are separating us from the triune God. That's not where we want to be. That keeps us separated from grace. And so the question I'd have to ask now, how much has your life been changed due to the fear of others? And I'm talking about just normal people. So you're scared of a government, or you're scared of a boss, or you're scared of a bully, or you're scared of whatever. Um, are you scared of people versus being scared of our Lord? 
it's not fun being sick and suffering in this life. It's terrible. And as such, we must be prudent and take measures to avoid these things where we can. But these actions are only prudent if we're rationally consuming the information available to avoid being led into false panic or false senses of security so we can make sure that this godless world stays apart from the way we live. Like we are in the world and we're going to live in this godless world until we die. However, we don't need to be of this godless world because I'd rather go and suffer in the world because I didn't go along with it than if I suffer an eternity for hell because I didn't go along with God. Right? There's really only one way or the other. There's only two destinations at the end. There's really only two paths if we boil it all down here on earth. Our job is to take the path less traveled, the narrow gate, towards our Lord. So if we're going to build on this, and we're in the midst of a world that hates our Lord, we need to be considering now how do we change what we do in terms of how we live to remain fearless in the face of men and microorganisms and governments and temporal losses, whether it's economic or nature, whatever it may be, while also remaining properly and well and rightly ordered to be fearful of the, of the wrath of God. What do you and I need to do in order to help others snap out of irrational fears? What do you and I need to do so that we avoid being caught up in the hysteria and the panic? What do you and I need to do when our prelates who are supposed to lead the charge on this and set positive examples and separate us from the world and say, no, you don't need to do this action or that action or follow this directive or mandate because those don't actually align to anything that God commanded of you and me to do for his glory because that's how we get grace. If they're not telling you about how to live to preserve your grace to preserve your state of grace, to help others get into a state of grace, to build your relationship to Jesus Christ in a spiritual and temporal sense so you preserve the body you were given properly. You don't put anything into it that ultimately was made in a questionable fashion. We know what we're talking about here, right? Right? So we don't do any of that. How do you and I stay well aligned to Jesus Christ our Lord and lead others when prelates don't? That's really the big question here, okay? And knowing that I have my own issues and faults, okay? I'm not saying this from a standpoint of me superiorly, you know, I'm not, I don't have a position of superiority here. I'm sitting there and saying, as a man, as a husband, father, asking you all, what do we have to do to avoid falling into the trap of irrational fear over temporal loss that separates us from our Lord. Because we need to all be working out our salvation in fear and trembling before God so that no godless man or godless system with their godless lies keep us from living as Christians and doing all that Christ commanded. We need to be full of the Spirit. We need to be sustained and protected by Christ's blood. We need to be in union with the divinity of Christ. And we cannot do that if we submit ourselves to worldly orders which despise him. Okay? If the worldly order created by men despises God, it's not for us. That means don't fear it. Be courageous. Be strong. Can you do that? 
Are you ready to go and take on the world? That's what I'm asking for, right? He who perseveres to the end will be saved, right? And in the end, God is going to win. Now, the question is, can you and I get as many people to go with him in that victory when we're now being asked to do so, right? A whole bunch of stuff's changing. Let's be ready for the shifts and make sure we stand tall when others cower. All right. Hopefully that was helpful for all of you. Thank you for spending the time with me here today. If you liked the video, hey, smash the uh, like button down there. If you didn't like the video, throw me comments. Tell me why. Tell me what you're thinking. Or tell me what other topics you want me to cover or other aspects of this topic you'd like me to cover. Thank you for listening. Again, share the video out there. I appreciate everything. Subscribe if it helps and get more people on the channel. So, as always, thank you for watching. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. See you later.